Hi, I'm Issa Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hunt. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Twice a week, Musa and I talk about the goings-on in men's and women's football around Europe and sometimes around the world. We like to zoom in, we like to zoom out, we like to make some silly references. So, if you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Think we got it? Yeah, that's good. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, we are Batman. Talk about a, a useless little run of, of sickness and everything else. So the other day you had just Jesse, and now today you've got just me. So I'd like to first off apologize to our audience. Jesse is still alive. I've confirmed that. Uh, dude has a crazy high fever, so he is not available today, sadly. So uh, I do have a, a guest. We have a quick quick little pop-in happening, so they can come in and take a quick vi- uh, victory lap over me with some of my useless takes over the past month or two. So that will happen later. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. There's no rundown. There's no big picture. Uh, that's it. We're just going to jump right into a couple of topics. And then when our guest gets here, we'll jump on with him. But a few things I want to address. Um, two things, really, that were, have been irritating me. And since Jesse is not here, I feel like I can actually rant and like get a little bit aggravated if I want to. Plus, out of pure spite, I will be ripping a box live because Jesse and the majority of the audience hates when we open product here because they can't see it. And I simply don't care. And I like doing it. So we're definitely doing that. Um, two things though, the vintage narrative I wanted to talk about, we'll just start with this just cause I didn't want to do, there's going to be plenty of weeks going forward where we're literally just doing review games, you know, NBA, MLB world series. We got the basketballs kicked off now too. the NFL, everything's going, there's going to be plenty of those shows where like, Hey, hot week, cold week. But I just figured we'd kind of make this one a little bit more of almost like an evergreen episode because although many things in the hobby irritate me on a weekly basis, the one lately that has been irritating me the most is the vintage narrative. Like so many people now, it just becomes this whole thing where, uh, you know, Luca, oh man, look at Luca. People went crazy for his prison base. You guys are idiots. Now it's a $300 card. It was 2000 Or, hey, you know, who, who would ever invest in, in Mac Jones? The guy can't even play. And now all of a sudden, look at him. He's, he's benched, although he will be starting. We'll talk about that. 
And it almost always comes down to the same thing. Whenever there are shots taken at ultra modern collectors, like look at you, you're chasing Zach Wilson, that's dumb, or you're chasing Cade Cunningham, or Zion, whatever. It almost always comes down to the same baseline of that's why I only buy vintage, safest investment around. And so sheerly out of spite, I was like, you know what? That that actually is not, first of all, it's just not true. Some vintage has done well. But vintage has had a very similar rise and fall like the rest of the market right now. Now, we've already talked about some of the football guys, so I'm going to keep this to like really mainstream dudes so there can be, because I'm going to try to keep this, although I am crazy biased, I am going to try to keep the bias out of this a little bit. So we'll talk about Mantle, Mays, Bill Russell, and Larry Bird. I figured a little bit across the sports, we'll at least get a couple different sports, but then absolutely iconic cards so there could be no excuses made. Like we're not just trying to cherry pick. Because we've already talked about Brady. Brady stuff is way down. Like Brady is the undisputed greatest quarterback and probably greatest football player of all time. And guess what? If you bought his stuff three to six months ago or even a year ago when it really spiked up, despite that being kind of vintage and being a safe play because he's a goat, he's not this new dude, you would be crazy upside down in your buy right now. The same is true with Jordan stuff. I mean, the Jordan 86 tops card, or flare card rather, we've seen take a beating over the past few months. Uh, one selling as high as 800,000 plus. And then, uh, now granted, that was a top 5% from PWCC. So that one should, is kind of an outlier, but routinely selling over $400,000. And now those cards are under two in recent history. Again, that's kind of a vintage iconic. There's no more iconic card than that. It's Jordan, a cemented goat. And yet look what's happened. We've also seen like in the media recently in the, in the sports card world, like the star Jordan card is way, way down. But I do feel like the the really firm OG vintage heads would even look at that and be like, yeah, but Jordan and Brady aren't vintage. So I thought, okay, so we'll go back a little bit further. Now, one thing I will say, I do think almost the outlier, the exception to the rule, may be Mickey Mantle non-rookie stuff. His rookie stuff is down some from its... And everything, by the way, that I'm going to read is based off a two-year window because that's really when this whole thing started. Mantle stuff is... I hate to say this because I hate to say that vintage guys are right. By and large, maybe the safest name in the hobby if you look over the past two years. But even with Mantle, the thought that like he's vintage, he's safe is is really not true either. Um, for example, so let's go 1952 vintage. I'm going to read a few numbers, then we'll get back to just whatever. So I went with uh, his 52 tops card, his what most people consider the real rookie. The most uh, this or Jordan, one of those is probably the most iconic cards of all time. So I went PSA one, two, and three. So like a PSA 1 of that card, for example, the last one sold, now this one was way up, sold for over $50,000 back in June, or back in September, I should say. But before that, you're talking like, again, for a PSA 1, 20, 22, 30, 31, 22. Those are the most recent sales from June to now. Well, if you look back a little bit further than that, they were routinely selling in the forty dollars to $50,000 range. At least a number of them were going back as early as January, even December of last year. And then August of last year, I mean, there was a couple ones that sold over $30,000, one hitting 40. So the numbers there are pretty clear. Even though this is vintage and it's always safe, if you bought it at the height of that market, just like if you had done that with Ultra Modern, you would be totally upside down on your PSA 1 Mickey Mantle rookie. The PSA 2. Last just sold actually about a week ago, not even a week ago, on the 22nd, $32,000. But if we go back a few months before that, it was $60,000. Uh, before that, it was in the thirty to 40000 range in January, December. 60000 before that, back last year of August. 
So again, I would make the same argument. April and August of last year, the car was doing over $60,000. Now this PSA 2 is doing half that. Vintage is always safe. Yeah, again, wrong. With the mantle, it's, it's just wrong. And I'm not trying to just depress this narrative, but it is just irritating because this comes up so often that I thought we need to at least dig, dig into some of these numbers. The last example of the mantle is the PSA 3. By the way, with the other ones, I just did one card. They're pretty common. But with this, it was tough. I wanted to give a, a little bit of a spectrum. So the last couple, 51000 and 63000 all in the last month. Uh, back in August, about the same. The PSA 3 has been, on average, pretty consistent in the 60 range. But if you go back to last May, 85000 and there was even one that went for like eighty grand before that, 90000 in February, 75000 in March of 2021, this is. 70,000 again in May. Then we went all the way up as high as 84,000. The numbers there are super clear. If you bought in, and again, I'm using the height of the market because that's the numbers that gets thrown in the face of like us ultra modern guys or even modern stuff. Yeah, you bought Zion in 2021. Look how dumb you are now because of what the pricing is now. I would make the same argument with Mantle. And you cannot show me a safer investment across the board than Mickey Mantle in sports. I, that is the truth, regardless of what these numbers show. But that's the same story. If you had bought in at the height, those have come down as well. Uh, just to give a couple other other ones, and this one kind of hits close to home with me. And the next bunch of cards have a much higher pop, so it makes a little bit more sense. So if you go with the 1980 tops Bird Magic Dr. J uh, rookie, I went with a PSA 7 because it pops over 3,500. Again, hard to find cards that are much more iconic. Pretty much everybody knows these cards, pretty familiar with it. So you start looking at the numbers. Now, I'm going to throw out the last PWCC sale. This was, again, had their gold sticker, top percent of the card, best-looking copy around. It went for $1,950. But before that, you were kind of in that 15, 16, 14 to 1600 range. Okay, so let's go back a little over a year. That card was doing $2,200, $1,900, 2400 That's a huge drop-off in that card. Again, that is what most people would consider vintage. It's certainly iconic. You got two of the best, I don't know, I would say fourth and best, fourth and fifth best player of all time with Bird and Magic. And Dr. J is not far outside of the top, what, 15? And yet that's same exact thing. It has done the same thing that the rest of this market has done. So there's an example that shows that that's not the, always the case. Bill Russell is wild because obviously Russell passed away a couple months ago when we were at the National. And so it was like, well, maybe his stuff's going to go through the roof and just stay there. Not only was there almost no bump, there was a very short, super short window of, of a spike in his rookie stuff and some of his autos. But not only that, we've seen this card come down dramatically since then. I went with the PSA 3 just because there were more recent sales. A PSA 3 sold this week, uh, the 23rd of October, for $4,500. Before then, though, August, which is right, after, right about the time of his death, $7,100. Again, we've got a PWCC where it had the sticker top percent. I'm throwing that one out. That was 10,000. But before that, in April, 10 grand. In March, 6,600. This card is literally lower than it has been in the past two years. And if you want to go back and talk crazy numbers, a couple of years ago when the spike really started, between, let's say, March and May, May and, uh, yeah, March and May, of 2021, 12,000 and 10,000, and then 8,700. Again, I don't know anybody who has this guy outside of the top 10 all time. He's a Hall of Famer, a GOAT, deceased, and this is an iconic rookie card. This thing's dropped by about 50% of the mar of what it was from its all-time high. And then the last one, just really quick, Willie Mays. Again, 
No one's going to argue how great the guy was. His 1951 Bowman is a super iconic card. Most recent sale, which again, pretty recent on these ones, 11 days ago, uh, $4,900. Before that, $4,600. That was back in July. But if you want to go back to when the market was doing a little bit better, $6,200 in December, $63 in November, $6,500, $6,700. And then we go back over a year. So last April, April of 2021, $10,500. In February, it did 12,000. Uh, that one's a miscut, so it doesn't count. In March of 2021, it did 8,300. And yet, this card is sitting today under $5,000. I just wanted to address that because I get so sick of the snobby vintage guys just like laughing and heckling all these new people. And that's what you get for buying new stuff. Just stay with the stars, stay with the goats. I got news for you. That is not the, that's not the real narrative. The real numbers show. And, and people in the game, I own them. Almost every one of these rookie cards I own except for the mantle. I have no mantles in my collection. But I've got the 51 Maze. Mine's a higher grade. Same thing has happened, by the way. I'm upside down because I bought it last spring, spring of 2021. The narrative is the same with vintage, though. So two things are very clear to me. One, the word narrative is being used way too much in this episode. Jesse is not here to correct it. So I will assign that blame to him. Uh, but two, vintage has done almost exactly... Some examples of it being less drastic and less dramatic, but it has done almost the exact same thing on these graphs and on these scales as modern and ultra-modern stuff has done. By the way, all this stuff I just put in the compare chart on Card Ladder, so you can check it all for yourself. There's plenty of other examples. I just figured we'd stay with the super iconic cards. There you go. That was one thing I wanted to mention, at least to start. Another thing real quick. Uh, I said this too last week a little bit, and I, and I just want to kind of double down. We've got a lot of questions lately. Hey, is this guy a good buy? This guy's market is down. What should we do? I'll be honest, I, I am even more firm where I was last week. You, I, I just think now is the most important time to be patient in what you're doing. So for me, I'm keeping it pretty basic with what I'm actively buying. And there's a massive card show this weekend, starting tomorrow in Nashville. So I'll, this is what I'll be looking for there. I'm going anything for my sets. For my 1990 Marvel set, I'm all in. Those prices are cheap. Even if they go a little lower, I don't care because I'm keeping that set forever. So if I have an opportunity to buy those, I'm buying them. I'm all in. Uh, my 2000 one sign of the times autograph set same thing i'm all in even if they get a little bit cheaper although stuff like that has not really moved much like that auto set i would buy those tomorrow for today's rate and and be happy and keep it in terms of like what i'm buying though to flip or to mess with i will hit the dollar boxes and then the value boxes ten dollars and under harder than anything else at the show this week. I will spend almost all of my money on just that stuff. Now, if people are going to sell star autos and high-end cards, 100 to 500 bucks, like, cool, I'll do that as well. But in general, I'm not messing with that stuff. I'm staying with the cheap stuff, and I'm just going to go for the grade and just, you know, the rinse and repeat. Buy a ton of stuff, grade it. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, 
visit jiffylube.com. All right, so now I was going to say uninvited guest, but he is invited. Cage from the Luca Tiger Braun podcast is joining us for the show. Comes in under a fake name, raises his eyebrows at me. What name did I come in under? You're not Andrew Goldberg. I mean, I one day hope to, you know, attain the status that Andrew Goldberg is. So I use that as his name. You're looking to aspire. I understand. I aspire. What's up, man? Take your victory lap. Let's do it. What is Aaron Judge? Just take it. I'm going to step away from the mic. It's my show, but it's yours for the next 30 Here's what's fun. I would be buying Aaron Judge now. I was telling people to sell him a month ago. You were saying buy him. Now he's buying. Now they beat him up too much. You've lost 90 days worth of gains in a week. Here's the thing. The stupid Yankees ruin my life when I'm rooting against them. <laughs> and then when I, the one time I cheer for those worthless pinstripers, they ruin my life as well. You can't win, right, as a, as a, uh, as a non-Yankee fan. You know, even when you want them to do well for your prediction, they, uh, I mean, he had a monumentally bad postseason here. And, Useless. Uh, what, what's crazy, man, is, and look, I, I know you do this a lot. I do, we're not professional athletes. You know, we're, we're better. Um, you know, we have tougher lives and, you know, we have more responsibilities. Um, but can you believe this crap that's coming out now about how heavy the pinstripes are? Oh, no what? one wants to play for the Yankees. Oh, no one wants, they everybody wants to play Aaron for the Judge. Yankees. Oh, no. A lot of the, uh, through, through private means, they couldn't believe how much Aaron Judge was being booed by the Yankee fans. That's what happens with goofy New Yorkers. That's what you people do. It's every New Yorker's God-given right to boo the guy who hit 62 home runs for you during the regular season. That's, that's how we you're roll. playing in New York. No one cares about, I mean, people care about the regular season, but if you don't show up in the postseason, it doesn't matter. This is right. Even A-Rod did it once. I mean, yeah, another guy I have no use talking about. Here's the only thing. I, I Somebody actually tried to consult, not that I was all that worked up about it. I didn't drop that much money, thankfully, but somebody was like, well, here's the good news. He's going to win the MVP. It doesn't matter. That is not going to do anything for his pricing. No, that was all baked in. Six. By the way, when you predicted it, he had 61 and like 15 yeah, games left. And he, I was like, hey, what if he doesn't hit 61? What if he, you know, what if, what, what if he doesn't have a great playoffs? And there's a lot of what ifs. And I'm a risk manager, man. This is what I do, you know? So I bring a little bit of that into cards. And that's kind of, uh, you know, kind of where we went. But unfortunately, it colors everything that I do. And it makes it hard to pick guys to invest in, especially, especially when everything's right so now. high. Yeah. I was just saying right before you jumped on, like people, hey, who's, who are we buying right now? So the opening of the show, I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not. Yep. If you don't, we'll cut you out of this for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I was honestly, I the, the whole open was just that this whole, you know me, I get fired up about stuff and Jesse's not here to control me. Like <laughs> I get so sick of vintage people because it's like, oh, you ultra modern guys are dumb. Vintage is the greatest play. We went through Mantle, Mays, Bird, Bill Russell. Uh, I even looked up, uh, who else? Did I look? Hank Aaron, all of their stuff is way down from the peak, just like it is with ultra-modern stuff. So, like, when you when people ask me now, oh, you're a Brady guy, great time to get some rookies. I don't I don't know that it is. Like, I, I don't, I'm not in a rush to do anything. Listen, I don't know how much of a deep dive you want to get into, but I try to compare what happened in the hobby over the last two years to other markets. Um, I did a deep dive this morning in my spare time into the Phoenix housing market. Yeah, no baloney. And basically... You're just, those, hang on, you're just... Yeah. Let me set the table here. You're just sitting around, you're like, you know what? Watching The Walking Dead, finishing it up. and What about Phoenix housing markets? Yeah, the Phoenix housing market. Because I'll tell you why. I was going to post this in my story, but here you go. You get get license access to it. The Phoenix housing market has more iBuyers, which is, you know, basically like computer program buy offers, like automatic offers and house flippers than any other market in the country. Like by a long shot. 
I buyers have really? like a billion dollars worth of billion dollars worth of. Where is of, Nashville of, on that list? Because I buy down here and it's crazy competitive. It's also up, but why Phoenix, Phoenix is, is crazy? Phoenix is crazy. house flipping, just house flipping, which is our hobby. I mean, it was run up by flippers, but it's still so much higher than it was pre-pandemic, 19, 20, you name it. And I do that stuff, and I posted it on my story a little while ago also, you know, comparison to like the, the real estate market for a reason. I think what you said about vintage is right. I'll even do you one better. Not only is it higher than it was, I'm a vintage collector for a long time. I had a Hank Aaron rookie for a while, right? I've had a lot of my Babe Ruth cards, my 33 Gaudis for, I mean, I bought some of them in 2002, 2003. Oh, so you're in front of the peanuts. But yeah, under under that, like three figures for my Ruth cards, which are worth significant money now, right? But what's amazing about it is for the 10 years before this run-up, they were flat. So vintage people, you know, oh, it's great. Vintage is doing great. Yeah, sure it is. But if you held vintage, it was like basically putting money in a mattress. You know, some years up, some years down, some years up, some years down. But it was no like doubler, you know, this, this crap with mantle. Oh, wow. Mantle is the greatest investment. For a while, Mantle was, you know, okay. You know, it was like putting money in, a, in like a T-bill. It was like putting money in a CD. Yeah, because and if you're going to make, and that's the thing too. So if the vintage guys are going to make that play, then I'll put my Brady stuff that I've had since 04 up against anything, right? Exactly. Like you're paying 80 bucks for crappy autos and 150 for patch autos that are now worth five and six grand. And the contenders, I sold my champ ticket for 7,500. Now, granted, it was a 759. That's probably... 600,000. So, so yeah, that's, I guess that was my whole point though, was like, let's just stop with the, I buy vintage. So I'm so much smarter than everybody. It's done almost the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll give a great comparison. People who bought Apple stock the day that the Apple, uh, the first iPhone came out, if they would have put the same amount of money in an iPhone and kept it sealed and sold it in the recent sale, they actually would have made a little bit more, a little bit more. It's like a comparable thing. That's the way I compare it, right? It's your Brady to my Babe Ruth or your Brady. To, I mean, they're both, they both did okay, right? But it doesn't have to be the old way of doing it. There's, there's other ways. Brady, I mean, you've done fine with Brady. But to bring it back to your other question, right? What do you do now? It really depends on what you, you know, what you want to do with the hobby. I mean, this is, it's funny, this flipping and oh, if I'm not getting 10X, I'm not putting my money in it, crap. Like that is a new phenomenon, right? Oh yeah, th those days are done. I, I think those days are probably done by and large. But if you want to have fun with it, right? There's ways to do it, right? I mean, we, we brought in a Cajun cardboard, Brian, um, into our network and he's a basketball guy. He watches basketball. And, like he was on Anthony Simmons before anybody else was. So, it, you know, if you watch enough games and you're like, oh, right, there's a guy who's underappreciated. And let's say in the offseason, you were buying um, Devin Vassell cards for San Antonio Spurs. I don't even know if you watch basketball or care sure, or whatever yeah, it is. Yep. But I mean, the kid came out and he's basically averaging like 20 points a game for the Spurs. Spurs are terrible. You know, they're going to tank for Wembenyama. But all of his cards are selling now. So you could have bought those in, you know, penny boxes, nickel boxes, whatever it is. And there's a way to, you know, now sell those because he started off hot. There's always that kind of like, it's just you know, a long shot now though. Like, like Michael Harris for the Braves, by the way, Michael Harris, the only person I ever heard talk about him before the season was our intern Denton. Denton has been on this kid for a year, year and a half. You could have got his stuff for peanut, but back in the day two years, I say back in the day, 20 months ago, it was pick any, any hall of famer, a Gretzky rookie, a, a Tiger Woods car. So, so my whole thing now is I'm still going heavy on my sets because I build sets for fun, like kind of exclusive rare stuff. I build that and I don't care. I'm never selling it. So right now, just to me, it's a little cheaper than it, it might be cheaper in a month, but I don't care. I'm not going to pass it. My other thing though, is I've been going crazy with the value boxes. I buy, and I don't even have time to do it, but I don't care because I just have fun. I buy like a fiend 
dude, if you saw my most recent SGC order, so many of these cards do not deserve to be in a holder at all. But I was like, I don't care. I got to show this. This is my success story of the week. It's a second year row three Allen Iverson. It's a $5 card raw. I bought it for 50 cents. I was already psyched. It's a 9.5 now, so it's probably worth 50 bucks. But I was like, I think if you have time and if you were like, hey, I'm going to get into flipping stuff, that's what I think I would do now is just mess with the cheap stuff and grade it again. Because I think you can get back into grading for cheap and for a fast enough return. Yeah, I mean, with grading coming down, with the, the grading wars starting up again, and it's 18 bucks if you do it the right way, you know, SGC. And it's 18 bucks, and you get it back in two weeks. You know what I mean, right? So oh, yeah, I got that back. I left for vacation for a week. I came back, was at my house. Yeah, so I mean, there's definitely a way to do that. Um, you know, even if even if the argument is SGC's secondary market is going to get you 75%, okay, well, you could do it four times by the time you get back, you know, the stuff from any other grader. So, you know, that, that math adds up. But I like that idea. But other than that, man, I'm super hesitant to tell people what to buy because I'm not buying myself. So it's like I'm not going to recommend people buy stuff. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm with you. Wax, there's going to be a, a little wax correction. I, I made a comparison on my show yesterday. I said, this is what happened with the hobby. You ever gamble? You go to, you know, you're a casino guy? You gamble or no? I'm not a good, yeah, no gambling. I'm a card. I gamble on the cards. So that's exactly right, right? Because I always lose. But I know how slot machines work. And the hobby, if you came in five years ago, four years ago, you were able to sit down at a nickel slot machine with good odds to win a jackpot. Let's just say a nickel slot, you put a nickel in and the jackpot was a thousand bucks, all right? But with a hobby over the last couple of years, what happened is they took the exact prizes, the same thousand dollar jackpot, the same cherries and bells and you name it, and they moved it over to the machine next to it. And instead of putting a nickel in, you had to put five bucks in with the same, same jackpot, same prizes. Your cost to enter you know, it became higher and higher and higher with the exact same kind of return. Now the return's even coming down. I was going to say even that now. I, the only hope I have though now, I actually, have, I was so down on the, on basketball and football on these classes just because football, it is what it is. Like quarterbacks drive the class and this thing was everything but. Every other position I could make an argument, it's a great draft for in the hobby. But I'll be, I, I don't know, man. Kenny Pickett looks pretty good. Not great, but I think is enough to at least, and, and I'm not sure what's going to go on with Bailey Zappi. But I've got to think we're going to keep seeing him. And people, I think, are going to buy into the hype, which I've not seen a Cinderella thing like that the other day. Mac throws an interception, gets benched. Bailey comes in and throws a, whatever, 40-yard touchdown pass to a guy falling down backwards and leaping into the end zone. I do think that was like the one thing the NFL class was missing because the running backs and receivers are hot. And the NBA, I do no research on NBA rookies because I don't care. I like watching basketball. But like I've watched two Orlando Magic games now. Dude, he can play. He can play. Like, like that kid's sweating 8,000 pounds of body weight <laughs> a, a game, apparently. Dude can play. And then the other guy is for the Pacers. Another kid I can't even remember. Uh, he's averaging like 25 points. Like there's yeah. actually some... 27. Like, yeah, 27. Mur- like, like, or I'm saying his name wrong, but yeah, I know. Like there's some legit talent There's a here. couple rookies. Duran um, is another one. Uh, he's averaging like 10 rebounds a game on animals, like 17, 18 points. Um, there's definitely some good rookies. Banchero, I think, is, is clear cut favorite for rookie of the year. The problem I have with it, right, is look, it's like everything else, man. It's like when you were in a fraternity and you had a girlfriend, but a week later you got another girlfriend, and then they would get that as another girlfriend because you, you were always chasing the shiny toys. This is what happens, man. Everybody was all over Scotty Barnes, and everybody was all over, you know, Evan Mobley, and everybody was all over, you know, all of these guys. And now no one cares because they're going to chase Banchero. You know, and no one cares about Darius Garland anymore. You know, he was the guy before that, and no one cares about like Trey Young. Trey Young, you're going to be getting him in your nickels again and grading them at SEC and getting nine fives. Yeah, Trey Young went to an Eastern Conference championship two years ago. 
Like, no, yeah, it, is, it is wild that nobody... But then we get guys like Zion where people just will not let it go. Eventually they will, unless he does something good. So I'll tell you where I go with it, right? I try to look for somebody who was a prospect and is getting a... a um, a second chance. I, I made fun. Uh, we recorded with Kevin Nagandi today. It'll be published later as our guest. And I made a joke about how what America likes to do is beat people down and then cheer for them to come back. I call him the Martha Stewart story. Okay. Right? We sent her to jail and now she's Snoop's <laughs> best friend. Right. I mean, we love Martha, right? She's sitting there smoking with Snoop. Right. So I try to find the Martha Stewart's in the hobby. You know, who's a good example now, Daniel Jones. Right. That was a guy who had some, you know, some, oh, he's a giant starting quarterback. And then you, I mean, he was falling without getting tackled. Oh, you can buy his stuff. Dealers were paying you to take the stuff off their table. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, what a five and one, I mean, whatever it is, you six, know, and and one. six and one. Right. I mean, you know, and, and, and they're so good. They're trading away receivers. They traded away Kadarius Tony. To I the saw Chiefs, that to right? the Chiefs. That's interesting. The Martha Stewart. Theory. That is what yeah. you. That is somebody what, who's somebody who you know was out was, was was had some had some momentum. We beat them down. We cut their legs out from under them. The hobby, you know, pulled it out, put them in jail, and now it's a reclamation story. Herbert might be that one day. Man, had, dude, the script is turned on that guy. Like people, hobby was so in love with that kid, and now after every game, it's like no matter what he does, I'm, that's why I'm shocked. Burrow has stayed, although he's played well. I still thought there would be just a crash on Burrow because it got too high, but I, I, he might actually sustain what he's doing. People love him. That is a winner. You know what I mean? Win, we won in college. You know, we, we went to the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens now. Also, he's got some weapons, man. I mean, you know, the, you know him with Jamar Jamar's Chase, a bad dude. I mean, that's, if, if, if people cared about wide receivers, you'd buy his card. But, you know, you could buy his true RPA for half the price of a National Treasures box. So why would anyone rip, you know? All right, let me get your opinion on one more thing. little NFL talk. I got somebody else here who, who actually watches sports. This is exciting for me. I don't know what to do with it. And I'm at <laughs> home. I was going to go to the office, and I realized I don't know how to turn the soundboard on. So no Jesse, no soundboard. That's how this goes. That's it, just talking. I got three games this week, and I never do this game-by-game game breakdown, but there's actually a couple this week. I think we are going to see the most overly dramatic market change on these people. So Green Bay is at Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to win that game by like 50 points. I hate Maybe the Bills. More. I think it's going to be like 91 to 3. And I think people are going to just totally bail. Because not only is Rodgers not winning, now all of a sudden he's a bad teammate. I love that, by the way. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with Brady. Brady yelled at his offensive line last week. He used to do that in New England. It was like, oh, isn't he great? Look at all. And now he's losing a couple of games. Like, oh, he's a bad person for yelling. Anyways, I think the Rodgers autocorrection is going to be so brutal after they get blown out. I just think it's laughable. He's already a, a difficult one, right? Because the pe- people are split on him because, I mean, there are people politics wise, you name it, you know, you know, his prices have not exactly been immunized to the drop recently anyway. So um, I like what you did there. <laughs> a little pun. Do we have a sound? <laughs> Jesse, hit the sound effect. So, I mean, but you're hundred percent right. It reminds me, believe it or not, of the end of Montana's career. He won back-to-back MVPs and then had a real garbage season after that. People oh, don't remember that. I'm old. Yeah, I'm sure. old. So, I, I, I mean, remember the tail end of the Chiefs. Yeah, that's all I remember with him live. And he, yeah, and, and so, but but people are not going to play for him. He comes out and he does what he did here, where you know, where he's, you know, oh god, you know, I, if you got a problem with what I'm saying, come find me. You know, where I'm not hiding. I'm sitting here in my locker. You know, like, like who's going to? First of all, is Romeo Dobbs going to come up and say, "Hey, Aaron, I don't like what you." There's a bunch uh, of twenty-one-year-old receivers. You know? Like, what are they supposed yeah, to do? I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you know, share the ayahuasca, man. You know, I mean, don't don't hog it all. But I think you're 100 percent right. But on the flip side, 
I would be a seller of Josh Allen this week. When he really? blows away, because everybody is pricing in the Super Bowl. He beat Mahomes, right? No one cares about the NFC, right? So is there some upside if he just dominates the rest of the season and wins the Super Bowl? Certainly. But, but it's a long win- shot. And after he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to lose. He, the cards are going to go down anyway. It happened with Mahomes. Mahomes won the Super Bowl. The cards came down, even after he won. So you're saying if you see any spike at all after this weekend, you think it's a good time to sell Josh? A hundred percent. Because I think what happens when he wins and he knocks out the current, you know, reigning two-time MVP, and you know has basically cleared the field. I beat Mahomes. Looks like the favorite for the MVP. All that's already priced into his cards. People who are buying it now are buying it with the expectation that he's going to win the MVP and the Super Bowl. So same argument for Judge, basically. Same here. as Judge. Same as I Judge. just wonder with with Allen, because, man, I do think there's a... Well, but but again, if you want to go with the safer, that's probably not a bad play. All right. I, I think I even if he that. does it, you could probably buy him. If it, like if, if your counter is long-term, he could win two, he could win three. You know, He could be great, and you'd want to hold the card of, of a guy who's great. I still think even Lower if he wins, points. you can buy it in the offseason when everybody's chasing whatever it is they're chasing in basketball. Steph, you know, in March. I guess, yeah, my, my argue, I would go on the same side as I went with Judge, though. With me, I'm like, well, Allen's a favorite to win. They're going to win a big playoff game. But at, at the same time, we do see prices baked in so much, it's ridiculous. You have more time here? I told you five minutes. You've been yapping for 20. Dude, I don't shut up, and I have as much I'm time as you need. I'm just making sure. Uh, I don't want to... 100%. Do you know Jesse? I'm, I'm, like, I'm like your co-host today. It's all right. I'll take it. No worries. You know? I mean, I love Jesse, but I can talk sports. If you want to talk non-sports, that's a I shot. That's too. a shot at Jesse right there. Well, I mean, he's very good at the stuff I can't talk about. You don't need two sports people. You're the sports guy. He brings in pop culture and he brings in very, I mean, he he brings in handsomeness, which you don't have. You like this? This is a a nine day growth. I got to shave tonight. I've been on vacation. I look like a homeless person. No, I got time, dude. No worries. But I mean, listen, on Allen, I, by the way, I say the same thing as Hertz. I'd be selling Hertz right now. I have a bunch of hurts. I actually, my thing was from day one was weeks four to 10, somewhere in that range, I'm selling Jalen. But at the same time, I went with your judge approach at the national. I had a hurts second year flawless. It was a uh, shield one-on-one second year on card auto. It was ridiculous. I bought it for 1100 the week before the show. I sold it for 1800. Somebody asked me last night in my live though, like you missed that hurts card. I was like, I don't know. Cause I, I cleaned up in a short period of time. It's probably worth more now. But I also, but who thought they were going six and zero? I was high on them. I didn't think they were going six and zero. This is the time. So I had uh, I did a show with Black Jaded Wolf um, two months ago. Insulting Jesse and name dropping. Oh, I love Jesse. Jesse knows I love him. He's the real. He's the real meat and potatoes of the show. You just come in and throw some dessert. You know, like that's That's but but so appropriate. Six seven weeks in, that's when people start picking. That's my guy. That's my that's my Super Bowl guy. People start. It's it's mental now. It's it's like okay, Hertz is the guy. The tough part about football is. Please tell me, raise your hand if you're listening to this right now. Be honest to yourself. Don't like, don't pretend and raise your hand. Unless you live in Cincinnati, who thought Joe Burrow was representing the AFC in the Super Bowl last year? Nobody. That's fair. Nobody. I don't did. love you addressing my audience like that, but that's fair. Sorry, it's a good. Sorry, point. I love you. You're taking too, a lot of liberties here. Carlos is Carlos is going to cut all this out. That's Carlos, it. cut as much as you like, but don't. <laughs> that is true. It is very true. Hometown, but nobody outside of. I, I thought the Chiefs were beating him for sure. Yep. Who do they? I'm trying to think who they played. Oh, Oakland Chiefs, almost knocked them Oakland off. almost beat them. They were a yard away at the, at the end there. I mean, they they you know they they got through. But the same thing applies. Right? Football is one one bad ball bounce, one bad you know call from a ref. You know you know game of inches. Not to you, mention injuries. Like you get mobile quarterbacks, Josh Allen. So yeah, the Jalen hurts. I, I'm actually on board with that. Um, 
Yeah, I'm on board with the Jalen. I I probably will start shopping my stuff this weekend at the show. I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, First people valid. want it. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, Bears, Dallas, another one real quick. I think this is a big game for Dak. Dak looked good last week. The Bears' off defense is pretty putrid. I think he's going to light him up. I, Dak was the one guy I bought last week. I spent a few hundred, almost a thousand bucks, I guess. I bought some silvers, but just for short term. Like he's a guy I'm. I, I think there's going to be a, again. People are going to take him beating the Bears and just run wild with it. Like, oh, he's back. He's great. Dallas I mean, you're talking to one. We think Dak, while he was injured, was in my Martha Stewart basket. Like here was a guy who, you know, people were high on. They didn't perform as well last year as he wanted. He got hurt. Then he got hurt again. And all of a sudden, Cooper Rush comes in and doesn't lose. And people were talking about if Cooper Rush beats the Eagles, he Dak staying. lost his starting job. And I right. mean, how do you get? And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, Dak's back. He's winning. And not only are the Bears defense bad, but they just traded away, wasn't it, Quinn? They traded away one of their defensive starters. So yeah, I think he's going to light them up. I think that's another one, like an overreaction game. People get crazy about Dallas. I heard um, uh, Greeny this morning on ESPN was talking about it. He was saying how they're 5-2. and two, They'll probably beat the Bears. And after this, uh, this season would be a disappointment if they don't at least get to the NFC Championship game. So that's the thing. People swing. It's like, oh, Dak's injured. Dallas is done. And now it's Dak's back. They're going to be six and two. They just beat the Bears. NFC championship or bus. You got to be careful with, with, yeah, with Cowboys. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Last one I think is going to be nuts. I, I th- I'm hoping to, and this is from some of my bias because I'm heavily invested. Miami is at Detroit. I think this is the, like Tua played okay last week. Came out looking good, but he at least played well. I think he's going to have like a four or five touchdown game and go crazy. I think the t- so Tua and Dak are my two guys this week. I think people are going to positively overreact to, and I'm going to probably dump almost everything of both. I think it would be smart. I think Tua does have a good week. I mean, talk about a supporting cast around, right? I mean, if Waddle would be the number one on almost every team in the league, he's awesome, and and he's their second best wide receiver. Um, you know, Gasecki's a great tight end. Um, you know, you you got to think like Tom Brady. You know, who had a shot to go to Miami, you know, <laughs> remember that that whole thing. I mean, you got to think he's looking at those weapons going, wow, why don't I have this? You know, I mean, but he, yeah, I don't know. I can't, if Julio Jones was not 300, because I like Mike, I love Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is still a top notch dude. Brady is, I don't know what is going on down there. It's tough to watch. You get beat by that playing the PJ Walker and the Panthers. Not it's good. dysfunctional, man. It's, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, Rodgers and Brady, who were like, you know, MVP 1A and 1B last year, and Rodgers had that great, great year for the MVP, and, and all of a sudden they can't play anymore. And Russ Wilson, by the way, is two years removed from like that MVP talk. It's like all three forgot how to play. It's wild. So, but I like your play, and I think Tua, Tua is a, a he, he's a good one to sell also. Um, think about what we just talked about, right? We talk about like, you like Joe Burrow. We like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua. I mean, they're all in the AFC, right? You know, you're sitting there holding them and you're like, oh shit. I mean, they can't all win the Super Bowl. Yeah, because I go NFC. Like, talk about, like, so the the, the reigning champs, I, I don't know what the Rams are doing this year. The Bucks look absolutely horrendous, although I'm always going to root for Brady and think he'll do it. The Giants are 6-1. and one. Yeah. Maybe that's a team to contend with. I don't know. Even Philly at 6-0, and oh, I think they've looked great. But if they totally imploded by the end of the year, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, and it'd be okay. He's twenty four years old. I don't care. The Vikings are the other. I think the Vikings are five and one, six and one. Like, this is who we're there's talking no about. There's like, there's no no front runner. Yeah, there's like all parody, and the only front runners are guys who have never done it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll believe it when I say. Like, if you told me tomorrow, it's it's the NFC Championship, and the Bucks are going into Philly, I'll take the Bucks. 
Like, I, I know Jalen's going to have a way better season, but like, it's I've amazing, not seen him true. win. Yeah, I just haven't. So, and hopefully one of them proves me wrong. But that's kind of how I feel with the Jets, too. I think the Jets are the same thing. Maybe they have a great year and go nuts. And I like Zach Wilson, actually, in their weapons. But if they end up like nine and eight, I'm also not going to be shocked. So they're they're underdogs at home to the Patriots, which is and ridiculous, pe- by the way. People are people are you know going crazy about it, saying why why the hell could that be? I mean, maybe because they haven't beat them in like 12 years. But um, yeah, I mean, y- you look at that and you're like, it, it is some real disrespect from the team that has the better record, is playing better ball, and, and is at home. home. Yeah, but would you be shocked if the Jets lose? I would. I'm never surprised by the Jets and Giants' ability to lose games, but I would be. I would be surprised at least if they lost. That that Pats team looks brutal. And Max coming back now for the at least kinda. I, I got to think we see both guys start, so I think it'll be interesting. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. But I, I know what you mean about the Jets and the Giants. They're just going to find a way to be mediocre when it's all said and done. <laughs> exactly. That's the best five minutes a guest has ever given us. Yeah, because it was. More, I squeeze a lot into those five minutes. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Thanks for jumping in last minute. Like course, I said, brother. Jesse's tied up, so we'll do this again. Maybe we'll throw you in the rotation. We're trying to do the third man in thing. Uh-oh. Whatever you need me, I'm here. I tell you. Impressive. Uh, so, you, uh, by the way, where are you? Podcast? Drop you. I forgot to even introduce you properly because sure, Jesse's not Cage, here. Cage, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. We get at, uh, you know, Lucas Nation Network. We're on YouTube. You can get all our shows there. We get 841 episodes now. Uh, we do one every single day. Uh, you can get us on Apple, Spotify, Lucas Tigers and Bronze Podcast. Cage, follow me on Instagram. Mike, I appreciate you having me on. Well, there you go. I I tell you, shots fired at Jesse. Don't care for that at all. Especially from a guy who comes on here at the end of the day. But Cage didn't even give his real name. That's fine. Now, he's a good dude. He is always, almost, almost always on the safer side than I am, which I'm starting to think in this market maybe is not the worst play. Like the, he said the same thing with Judge. Hey, we know what it is today. Even though there's upside, sell what the reality is today. Same with Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't know. The more and more I see this, the more I'm having a hard time disagreeing. So uh, whatever. Hey, a couple of things I did want to touch on real fast as well. Um, we already talked about these releases the other day, but we got some updated stuff. So I'm, I'm still where I was at with update. These both come out tomorrow, Friday, uh, October 28th. So we've got 2022 Chronicles Baseball, 2022 Tops Update. I still think Tops Update, if you have the ability to hold it for a long time, it is an absolutely unbelievably smart thing to do. J-Rod, Witt, and Torkelson. Those are the three big guys. There's a bunch of other tier two type of rookies in there. So it's not a sexy product. It's paper. You're chasing the paper rookies. You grade them all. You go nuts. Hopefully you hit a foil or something better. But for the entry price of like 110 bucks ish for hobby, I think Jumbo's probably 250 I think that's a great product to rip tomorrow as a personal or to get into and just hold it. Like literally put it in the closet, totally forget about it. And in five years, when J-Rod is, you know, winning an MVP and that's his third year in a row of top five voting and wits an all-star. And so was Torkelson. Fantastic. So I would rip or hold that stuff. We'll be breaking it on Card Shop Live all weekend. Um, Chronicles Baseball is another one, though. Chronicles Baseball is going to run like 100 and I'm going to guess like 135 to 150 to buy it. I went through the checklist. I didn't know how much time I was actually going to get out of cage. So I, I went through this like a, like a maniac with this checklist. I spent more time. It doesn't make any sense, by the way. I spent more time on the Chronicles baseball checklist than I have on any checklist of the year. It is stupid loaded for that price. You get three autos and two memorabilia box, I believe. I think it's three and two. You get a bunch of numbered stuff, and there's a whole bunch of different brands and subsets in it, which some people don't like because it's not licensed. 
My argument is it's not licensed, so it's super cheap. I actually think it's a good value because of that. But you've got, so just to give you some idea on the vet side of the checklist, people with autographs, Otani, Jordan, Acuna, Yelich, Randy Johnson, Kershaw, Freddie Freeman, Griffey. One interesting note, if you're getting into PYTs, Soto has a ton of autographs. They're all with the Nationals. I, I think people will overlook that, so you might be able to get the Nationals dirt cheap. I would buy them all day for that, just to chase Soto. Uh, Cal Ripken, Machado, Tatis, Yaz, Devers, Chris Bryant, Aaron Judge, Jason Dominguez, uh, Anthony Rizzo. ton of vet chases. And then the checklist for autos and uh, base stuff, which means you can get numbered stuff, which some of this numbered stuff would pay for your box in it itself. So you've got a bunch of J-Rod. Now, J-Rod does not have autographs, but he does have patches, and he has all of the base stuff. So J-Rod's a chase. Uh, you got Bobby Witt, who is has a ton of stuff. Wander is actually a rookie in a bunch of this stuff, which is kind of weird to me. I would have thought that was last year. But Wander, Witt, Torkelson, J-Rod, Khalil Watson, the prospect from Miami, who was, I think, a top, what, top five pick, maybe number one. O'Neal Cruz is all over it. Uh, you've got... Uh, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, if you're a Reds fan. Jared Kalenic, Cal Raleigh. The Suzuki kid for the Cubs who sells crazy high just because he doesn't have a bunch of stuff. And then Jeremy Pena has a bunch of rookie autos as well. I actually think that's another one. Of all the products this week, if I said, hey, rip this for the price and the best shot of a return, and it's not that expensive, I think Chronicles is actually very good. Again, not sitting here like, hey, Chronicles is unbelievable. But for the price and for that checklist, I actually think it's a very good product. So I'm high on both of those products coming out tomorrow. Neither one of them are sexy, but they're cheap, and I think they're going to be good. So a uh, couple of quick notes, too, from Jesse so I don't get in trouble. Um, the Nash- So the card shop, card show, starts tomorrow. It's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's at the fairgrounds here in Nashville. We'll be set up down there. Hopefully he's healthy enough to come for a day or two, although I have, I have no idea at this point. We're going to check on the big fella after the show. We're doing the big VIP party tomorrow night, Friday night at Pins Mechanical in Nashville. Tickets are like 100 bucks. I think he actually, I think Nash Cards discounted them down to 75 It's free food, free drinks. There's a bunch of games. We're going to have free wax, free grading, all that stuff there tomorrow night as well. So if you want to come by uh, Pins Mechanical, you go to nashcards.com. You can buy your tickets there. And then just the other two contests, just to make note of real quick, if you sign up for Pristine and use the nonsense code, you'll get 10 bucks for free. You'll get entered for the $100 giveaway. We're going to be sending a bunch of our uh, those PSG Chrome cards to Pristine because um, I um, figured World Cup, why not? Seems like a good time to send it. And by the way, one of the most quiet, although it was highly anticipated, releases of the year was National Treasures Soccer. Nobody's ripping that stuff. I don't know if it was just super underwhelming for the people who did rip it or if guys are just waiting for the World Cup to start in a couple weeks. But people were, myself included, we were super high on that stuff. Like, nobody is messing with that product. It's actually kind of weird. Um, so there's that. Uh, the other big contest we have going on, too, somebody won the World Series tickets last week, but the So Rare competition for the World Series is happening right now. So the uh, I know we're giving away a Fanatics authenticated, authentic Griffey um, autographed jersey and a Soto, and there's a signed baseball or two in there as well. So if you haven't done that, make sure you get in the Sports Cards Nonsense uh, League so you can win that. I forgot to even mention the Tom Brady thing. This irritated me too. I, I shouldn't say irritated. It's just, again, it's this is kind of like the vintage thing. It's like you just pick one piece of data and you're like, oh, this is, but this is what it is. So at Golden this past weekend, Golden, which hasn't sent our check yet, why don't you get the right amount and send it over? That would be nice for our Mbappe. Also notice they stopped responding to my emails. Appreciate that. 
Uh, $500,000 for 2000 Tom Brady Bowman Chrome Refractor PSA 10. All-time high. And the whole talk now for the last day and a half is, oh, I thought the market was in a recession. The market's low. Oh, yeah, well, here's an all-time high. That's cute, and that is true, right? That one card. That same card, though, as a BGS 9.5 just sold for a two-year low a couple weeks ago in October for like $100,000. It was up as high as two fifty with multiple sales last year. So again, just another example of let's pump the brakes with picking one random high sale or low sale, whatever it is. Perspective is always a cool thing. It's not always the most talked about thing because it usually levels off some of these wild takes. But to think that like, oh, that card selling at an all-time high price somehow is an indicative that the market is doing well is as absurd as almost anything I've heard. The Brady market by itself is way down, including his high-end stuff. I'm glad that card sold high. Card is also a pop seven, I believe. Somebody wanted the cards. They spent a ton of money to get it. Congratulations. Please do not use that to justify the market right now. That's absolutely ridiculous. All right, mailbag, couple couple questions and we'll get out of here. Thought it'd be going to be a short show, not so much. My favorite comment, John T. Now that Jesse, or now that I'm back and Jesse is out, that's an interesting coincidence. Is he and his agent speaking to Sandler? Adam Sandler is supposed to be making this movie about the high-end collectibles. I know Sandler and Simmons are buddies. I can say right now we have not been contacted, which hurts my heart. I don't know if Sandler is making this movie. I think we should at least be consultants. Bill could pull a few strings, maybe get us in, but I have not heard a word yet. Uh, we'll see what that's about. Uh, Jim Morrison asked about a short review on update. Uh, we already did that, but his, he, his other point was, I see several rookies and rookie debuts. Do all three have one in each product? So no, not everybody has a rookie and a rookie debut, but the big three, J-Rod, Torkelson, and Witt, all have the rookie in there, which is the one you're chasing. I don't know if they have the debut. I didn't check that part of the checklist, but those three for sure have the base rookie, which is a desirable one. That's what you're looking to get. Uh, Stephen E. had a cool question. Uh, basically, hey, the market is, is tough right now. How can breakers still fill breaks despite a slow market? I like this question because I'm actually getting more into breaking now because wax has come down and I've been messing around on the app more. I would say this, be creative. So like guys are doing live fills right now with like auctions for random teams or for PYTs, as opposed to the old days. Hey, the market's unbelievable. Just throw a breakup. It's going to snap no matter what. Well, yeah, now consumers, A, are not spending as much money in the space and B, are being more selective when they do spend, which is good. A smarter consumer, although it doesn't lead to like these astronomical spikes, smarter consumers lead to a more sustainable market, which is probably where we're headed. Um, but if you're a breaker, be creative. Like put bounties on stuff. Hey, if you get this random team, you also win this in addition to it. Mix up sports. I've seen guys recently do baseball and football together and they do a multi-state, like a random state break. So if you get Texas, you get the Houston Texans, but you'd also get the Houston Astros. I just, this is really just a time when you have to be more creative. Um, but it also gives a lot more power back to buyers. Like, hey, this breaker ships slow and is not priced competitively. Cool. There's a billion breakers right now. Go to guys who are going to take care of you better. So I actually think we're going to, and we've been seeing this for a few months, but I think we'll continue to see this trend where some breakers just fizzle out and go away because they weren't that good at what they were doing. And we can't just print money as breakers anymore. So I actually think this is a good time to kind of level out the field. 
Uh, Adam S., do you ever personally buy retail wax? I only buy retail wax, a very limited quantity. I buy it to break. It's cheap enough so you can kind of throw it in and do like added stuff with it, so I'm a fan of that. Um, Carl Mosier, the new wax, the new junk wax era keeps getting thrown around. Do you, the hobby, I'm assuming he meant think, the hobby will truly experience a junk period like the 80s, 90s? Absolutely not. There are way more people in the market now, and there's way more diversity in the cards. It's not three brands. Everybody has a bunch of different brands. There's subsets, there's inserts, there's scarcity. I think it is way, way different now than it was before. Uh, so I don't think we'll see that, despite the fact that there's a... Um, despite the fact that there has been a slowdown, I don't think we're ever going back to that. Ryan W., when hosting or participating in PYT, Pick Your Team Breaks, do you feel that the prices set are reasonable? I mean, some probably are, but a lot of times, no. I think a lot of breakers have gotten lazy with this. So they simply look at a team and they, oh, this guy has, you know, player X plays for that team. So just make it expensive. That's why I actually think you see, first of all, not as many breakers do PYTs because it takes work and research to set them properly. But I also think the flip side of that is, like I just mentioned with the Chronicles, uh, 2022 Chronicles that's coming out, I guarantee some people are going to literally look at the at the Nationals roster, not even checklist, like, oh, there's nobody there. Make that team 20 bucks in a case. But Juan Soto has like seven autos in that product. That team should be a mid-level price. Soto's an awesome chase. So I- I've always said, I think lazy breakers who make lazy checklists, the good thing about our lazy PYTs, the good thing is you, the buyer, if you actually take the time to look at the product, you can find diamonds in the rough and get stuff super cheap. I think that happens on every product with breakers every week, honestly. If, you, if you're going to actually spend the time, but that's, again, that's why I think so many breakers have just gone to the random teams model. It's easier. There's no research involved. It's, it, it's not even lazy. It's just easier to do. Um, but that's why I think there's value in PYTs. So, and last question real quick, Connor Larson, how do we feel about, uh, Tony getting traded to the chiefs? He's fallen out of hobby favor so much. And over there, he's probably the number two, number three guy. I don't think this is a move where you go crazy and throw money at. I just don't think there's anything there. So, um, that's it. We've gone about an hour. I was going to rip this box of three and two on the show, but it was just going to make Jesse angry, which I don't need to. He's already sick. I don't need to make him angry and sick. So we're going to save that. I will rip it live in studio with him instead, or we'll give it away at the show. I don't know. We'll do something. So there you go. Thanks to Cage for jumping on. Thanks to Carlos for producing. Again, we'll keep you updated on the big fella's health. Hopefully you'll see me and him both at the Nashville show uh, starting tomorrow, Friday the 28th. And we'll be back on Monday. That is Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. See you next week. Goodbye.